You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hi, it's Education Editor Lauren Smith. Today I spoke to UNSW Associate Professor Eva Kimonis. She's trialling a new intervention for children who exhibit traits that, if left unchecked, could lead to them becoming psychopaths. What prompted this research? Um, So what we know is that some of the, well, the gold standard uh, intervention program for children with disruptive behaviour disorders um, doesn't work for all children, um, and it particularly doesn't work for a group of children that show what we call callous and unemotional traits. So these are children that have low levels of empathy and remorselessness compared to other children their age, and they also have uncaring attitudes towards others. Um, and they're particularly insensitive to punishment, so parents are saying that Um, whatever discipline methods that they're using are not working very well in these children. And we know that children with callous and unemotional type conduct problems um, are just not benefiting from our best available treatments like other children with behaviour problems. And this group, uh, how large is it? Um, How many children exhibit these behaviours? So for children with disruptive behaviour disorders, generally we're talking about Um, around 5% of the population worldwide. And when we're talking about the callous unemotional type of conduct problems, it's estimated it's it's around 2% of children. What are the short and long-term effects of these behaviours if they go untreated? So we know that children who have callous unemotional type conduct problems begin showing their behavior problems a lot earlier in life and their behavior problems are much more severe than other children so they're more likely to be aggressive um, and show problems across settings so they may show problems both at school and at home and with caregivers other than parents as well as with parents and we know that these children are at risk for a lot of problems later in life so um, they're more likely to engage in delinquent types of activities and violent delinquency to become involved in criminal activities later on in life Um, and they're particularly at risk for showing antisocial personality traits um, as young adults and and older adults. Are these behaviours genetic or are they also environmentally influenced? Well, they're like many um, mental health problems, there seem to be both genetic and environmental contributions. Um, So it really does seem to be a combination between of having a genetic susceptibility to these problems and then having the right sort of environmental circumstances to, um, to allow those to come to fruition. Can you describe the intervention in detail, including how it differs from current treatments? So what we've done is we've adapted a gold standard intervention called parent-child interaction therapy. Um, And the way that this intervention works is that you have a parent who interacts with their child in play, and they've been taught a a number of uh, skills um, to to interact with their child to improve their parenting. So it's a multi-phase treatment where um, at first they're being coached um, by a coach who's behind a one-way mirror in vivo using a bug-and-ear device 
to improve the quality of the, the parent-child relationship. Uh, in the second phase, we're working on teaching uh, skills to better manage the child's behavior using effective disciplinary strategies. Um, and then what we've done in our adaptation for children with callous and unemotional traits is we've identified three specific needs for this population, um, and we've adapted the treatment to address these three needs. So the first is low levels of parent warmth and responsiveness. Um, so we're coaching the parents in vivo to increase these warmth, displays of warmth and affection. The second component is that these children are uh, less responsive to punishment, but at the same time responsive to reward. Um, so we are giving parents uh, certain uh, skills to manage the behavior with these uh, unique factors in mind. And then the third component is that we are working with the parent and the child to increase the level of the child's response to emotional uh, stimuli. So um, we're helping the children to better recognize when people are in distress, like when they're hurt, in pain, um, afraid, sad, um, which are particularly impaired in children with callous unemotional traits. Um, and we're trying to improve how the child then responds to these types of emotions in other people. So it's really this three-pronged approach to better match uh, the intervention to the specific needs of children with callous and unemotional traits. Can you describe the evidence of the effectiveness of this so far? I understand that you have future plans to test it more rigorously, but what have you found for the moment? So, so far we've done an, what's called an open trial where we've identified uh, children who have these significant levels of uh, disruptive behavior problems plus callous and unemotional traits, and we specifically focused on this group of children and families um, where we've delivered uh, our novel and targeted intervention to these families. Um, and, and so it's an open trial, meaning that we didn't compare this intervention to something else. Um, and what we found is really large reductions in the children's behavior problems, so the disruptive behaviors like aggression, um, noncompliance, defiance. So we see very large reductions in those types of problems. We also see reductions in the children's levels of callous and unemotional traits. And we see moderate increase in, increases in children's empathy levels. Um, when we watched the parent and child interacting from behind a wandering mirror, we also saw that the children were much more compliant um, from pre to post treatment. Um, and parents were telling us that they found the intervention to be acceptable, um, so they were satisfied with the treatment, and we had relatively low dropout rates compared to other parent training programs. Um, so for example, um, it, when we looked at our treatment completers versus dropouts um, by three months after treatment was finished, we saw that the completers, um, for the completers, 75% showed reductions in behavior problems that were in a kind of a normative range. So the child was no longer showing clinically significant problems. And that compared with only 25% of the dropout families showing that level of improvement. Um, so really promising initial results. Um, and now what we're doing is comparing our novel targeted treatment against the gold standard treatment. Um, and, and we're doing that in what's called a randomized controlled trial. So families have been randomized to either receive the 
novel targeted treatment or standard treatment. And so far what we're seeing is um, pretty good reductions or um, better reductions uh, in the behavior problems in our targeted treatment, which is quite promising. So once that part of the study has been finished uh, and if your method proves to be more effective, uh, is it something that could be rolled out widely or uh, does it require resources, for example? So at the moment, what we're trying to do is um, to work with some schools in southwest Sydney um, to be able to use this matching system where we have this very comprehensive assessment of a child with disruptive behavior problems. And then that comprehensive assessment is used to decide whether the child receives the standard treatment, because we know they'll benefit from the standard treatment, or whether they show cows on unemotional traits, in which case they could benefit more from this enhanced targeted treatment. Um, so that's something that we're currently working on is to uh, really try and improve how we treat uh, children with behavior problems. Thank you. Thanks so much.